Southern California college football teams are joining a conference, which means that they'll be playing Midwest and East Coast teams. And so young women on the college volleyball team are going to have to travel six hours there and six hours back for their Tuesday night women's volleyball game that no one cares about. And also, K-12 girls who play soccer are having their skulls used as clubs against their brains. Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. There's some interesting stuff going on in college sports right now. I'll try and keep this interesting even if you don't care about sports whatsoever. So first off, over the last few years, there's been a change in kind of amateur versus professional stuff. What's the difference? Uh, Amateurs don't get paid for what they do. Professionals get paid for what they do. Being a professional doesn't mean you're rich. I mean, you know, it might mean you're fabulously rich, but, you know, there's, there's a lot of professionals who get paid barely at all in sports you never heard of. But in America, right now, the big money is uh, football, you know, American football, like quarterback football. Not soccer, you freaking pansy. This probably ain't true, but I just just now, I had, I had this realization. I wonder if American football, I'm just going to call it football, god damn it, I'm an American. I think it might be kind of like school shootings. Like the more America and the media and everyone talks about how mass shootings are terrible the more people want to go do them. And there's this disease called CTE. I think it's chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Anyways, it means your brain has been jiggled when you're young. And then when you're old, your brain is messed up. Maybe you get Alzheimer's, depression, all sorts of terrible stuff. And like every sport does it. Soccer does it. Football does it. I mean, baseball. I don't know. Baseball, you just chew tobacco. But almost every sport does it. You know, so, so there you go, uh, children of America. Get outdoors, run around, play sports. It'll be wonderful. Oh, your brain's fucked up. All right, I'm going to go off the rails on purpose here and just talk about whatever. So the most famous um, NFL football player with CTE was a guy named Junior Seau. He was a big star. It doesn't matter if you never heard of him. But what was crazy is his brain was going to crap. Maybe, I think he was in his early 40s. He wasn't that old. And so he went and got a gun, and he shot himself in his own heart. Like, I don't, I don't have any stats on this, but I think normally gun suicides, you shoot yourself in the head. But he shot himself in the heart because he wanted, um, whatever, the autopsy to look at his brain and see if he had something going wrong. I think he was getting, like, depressed and being violent to his, you know, family. Like when, like when he had never been, you know, I think whatever. Don't quote me on any of this stuff, but I believe he'd always been like a nice guy who was never evil to anyone and never had any depression problems. And then after a certain, you know, after a certain time, in in his mind at least, the CTE kicked in, and now he was like depressed, a super asshole, and being violent to his family. And he's like, hey, double check this stuff. And so another story that I've heard about CTE, let's call it sports brain. CTE or, or sports brain. So, you know, like I say, this stuff, I don't know. What, they did studies. I don't know if this stuff is true exactly. They may have changed their mind by now. They're always changing their mind. Never eat fat. Carbs are the best thing. Wait, don't don't eat those carbs. You're going to get diabetes. But anyways, sports brain. Um, one of the other things that gives you sports brain is girls' soccer. Yeah, so let's go. You know, the, the current understanding of it is that so concussions. Like a concussion, so your brain is like a piece of jelly inside of your skull. And obviously the skull is there to protect, you know, like, you know, from caveman days. It's to prevent a rock. If a rock hits your, 
head, you don't want to go in right into your jelly, so you got a skull around your jelly. But the problem with that is that the skull can kind of be used like a club to beat your brain up with. Like, have you heard of a uh, shaken baby syndrome? That's where you grab a baby and shake him real hard because you're a psychopath and you're pissed off that they're crying all day long. And what that does is it uses the skull to just bounce that jelly off of it back and forth. Blah, 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 blah. And I believe they stop crying for a while after that, and, and then hopefully you go to prison. But in any case, so girls' soccer, you know, we're talking, I don't know, K through 12, I guess. They got a sports brain problem, because what happens with girls in soccer, I'm sure it's a, all soccer, but it really happens to girls. First off, girls don't play football, so, you know, now what are they going to do? Oh, hey, I'll, let's go do soccer. Is that in soccer, you're running around, chasing the, chasing the muff around, sorry, chasing the ball around, kicking it. But what that means is these girls, they're running, you know, in one direction, but they're looking at the ball, which is in another direction, you know, so they'll be running straight ahead at full bore and looking behind them, for instance. And so they're not looking where they're going. And if you get, I don't know how many, I don't know how many people are on a soccer team, but you know, five to 10 on each side, just running around, not looking where they're going. Eventually they uh, collide into each other and... A lot of times what will happen is the, the skulls, the skulls of the little girl soccer team girls will uh, hit each other and jiggle that jelly. And one way to protect your brain, like, you know, in football or soccer, or sorry, in boxing, is to have a really strong neck. Like, you know, boxers will work out their necks, for instance. And I think, you know, a big fat neck uh, acts like as a shock absorber and helps dampen the uh, skull punching up your brain. So I'm sure you can see where I'm going. But anyways, little girls do not have strong necks that do good shock absorbing for their for their uh, sports brain problems. And so I guess the point of all that is that it's actually hard to find a sport for your kid that's fun but doesn't uh, possibly lead to some CTE in their future. I guess, you know, do golf or like video games are becoming a sport. I'll make a prediction right now here. I think I think video games are going to be a bigger sport than any other sport, probably in about 10 more years. And I don't play video games. Let's go back to the amateur versus professional little story there. So there's always been a lot of different rules. I think the Olympics used to only allow amateurs, and then they changed their rules a little bit. Like, like the, the American basketball team only allowed college players to play. And then all of a sudden the other um, countries were winning. And so then they changed their rules like, oh, we're going to let all the NBA, you know, Michael Jordan play. And then all of a sudden America was winning again. But this is an American podcast. And so the biggest sport in America is football. And after NFL pro football, the second biggest thing is college football. It's huge. College football is absolutely enormous. And there's tons of money involved with it nowadays. And so there's been this debate going on for maybe the last 10 years where it's like the schools are making, you know, a hundred, you know, some schools, not a lot of schools lose money, but some schools are making like, you know, a hundred million dollars a year or something on their football team. And then all the players get is, you know, maybe they can go on to the NFL and make money, or if they don't, they just get uh, CTE problems when they're older. And so that didn't seem fair. And... They're not ready to start actually just paying them, just straight up paying people to, I don't know, let's pick a school. Let's use UCLA, University of California, Los Angeles, because they're, they're coming up later, and they're a very famous school, and they're good at football. 
But anyways, UCLA, they can't just pay the, you know, they can't be like, we'll give you a hundred grand to come and play football for us. But so there's been this kind of uh, compromise that college football is doing. And so what it is, is that the players, they can sell their name and likeness. Like, first off, there's video games that have, like, every single player from college football from that year in it. So I guess now that video game can or maybe has to pay a little bit of money to all the players. I think even the ones that are not very good and no one cares about. But the other thing is, is, like, like they used to be you would get kicked out of football if you were signing, you know, if you're selling your autograph. So, you know, you can do that now. If you're, if you're a famous college football player... You can go to some place and people can line up and pay you, you know, 20 bucks a pop to uh, sign whatever it is that they bring. You know, you bring like a poster or a football or whatever. Or maybe a car dealership wants to have you appear in an advertisement on TV, etc. So I don't have a ton to say about that, except that, I mean, I guess if you're like a women's... I don't know what women's softball. You know, if you're if you're on the women's softball team for UCLA, I guess you can you know sell your autograph now too. Now probably no one's buying it. But okay, so that's that's leading me toward the things I want to say. So just recently, UCLA and USC, University of Southern California, they're like super super famous schools in general, but super famous at sports. UCLA is the best basketball school ever. USC is one of the top five football schools ever, etc. Basically, they're the big dog schools in Southern California. And Southern California is a, you know, that's a special part of America, where if you're a big dog there, it makes you a big dog all across the nation. And so those two schools have left their conference to go to a different conference called the Big Ten. Now, it doesn't exactly matter what a conference is, but basically it was a regional grouping. Basically, all the Sports teams, you know, especially the football teams, but it also meant, you know, the badminton team. If the school had a badminton team, then it was in the same conference as the football team. But so those two schools, they were in the Pac-12, which basically meant it used to be called the Pac-10. And it was basically it was just it was Washington, Oregon, California. So those are the three left coast states. And then for whatever reason, they threw Arizona in there, too. And, like, the most famous conference is probably the SEC, which is the Southeast Conference. And so that was just, you know, like, all the schools that were, like, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Louisiana. And so hopefully you get the idea. You can imagine those states in your mind. It's just basically they would take chunks of the country, and then each one of them would be a conference. And then basically they would just play each other. And so they didn't have to travel too far. Um, This stuff was all decided 130 years ago, back before airplane travel was uh, common. So here we go. All this blathering about sports was just to get to this little thing that I wanted to say. Is that all these schools, they have sports. But only one sport makes money. Football. So it's kind of the tail wagging the dog. But, you know, what, what the football team, the, you know, the, ma- the man football team, there is no girl version. What it does uh, controls what all the other sports do. Because you know, there is girls volleyball, for instance. There's... You know, there's baseball for boys, there's softball for girls, there's volleyball for probably boys and girls. They might have gymnasts, they might have wrestling, who knows what. Track and field. But because people like to watch college football on TV, and TV money is where the money's at, and apparently you can blame Fox. Fox Sports is the one who's making everyone do everything because they're the ones who own the rights to uh, college football, and they're pulling the purse strings. But here's the point. So just so, you know, so UCLA can go play 
Rutgers, which I think is in New York, for instance. So now, now, you know, it doesn't even matter. But anyways, Southern California teams are going to be in the same conference as New York teams. And so when they go play football, they're going to have to take a six-hour flight across the entire country to do so. Well, that means when the Southern California girls volleyball team wants to play someone, they're going to have to take a flight six hours across, across the country to play some team in New York also. And so I guess that's kind of the point. So college football, football is the tail that wags the dog. And it looks like all of college football is going to get rearranged so that it ends up basically being like professional football. You know, because of money. Money, money, money talks, bullshit walks. And so all these other sports, they're going to have to do like some crazy traveling. And like football only happens uh, on Saturdays, once a week. Whereas other sports, they'll play several times a week. So I mean, they could be, you know, traveling six hours on Tuesday for that game and six hours back. And then traveling six hours on Thursday for the Thursday night game and some other place. So it's just interesting something to keep an eye on is there an anti-woke perspective on this i don't know like i don't know i don't know if the girls sports are ones that are more likely to play lots of games during the week or not but if they are then this could be uh you know this could be misogyny in action or hell i'm just spitballing here but you know the people who play college football are frequently black and i don't know if colleges have uh ping pong teams but uh you know the super good ping pong players in the world are frequently Asian, and I'm sure you can, there's going to be whole, all sorts of different races involved with different sports, so you, there could be a racial aspect to this stuff too. I mean, I have no idea what it would be, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Someone's going to accuse someone of something. And one last thing, uh, I guess you do have to care about college football to care about this, but basketball has a minor league, baseball has a more famous minor league where they you know, you're not in the you're not in the big time, but you do get paid professionally, and no one cares about the minor leagues at all in those sports. And so, I mean, people kind of care about college basketball, but although it's a little iffy now, it's been diluted. And then college football—that's the only one that people really give a shit about outside of the pros. And so, like, if the college girls volleyball team has to spend. 30 hours a week on the airplane and going to and from the airport it's going to be it'll, it'll be a, a a woke versus anti-woke battle like the woke side will be like you can't be doing you know you can't be doing the stuff of the football for the money because it's screwing over the girls and the other side is going to be like uh yeah but hey money and so you know can you make college football split off into a thing where the players are paid to make it better for the girls or I mean, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to see, but it may it may destroy a, a little bit of America's college sports. Basically, I think these football teams, they should have left well enough alone. They're like, I want more money. And what they're going to end up doing is they're killing the golden goose. They're like, I want more golden eggs out of this goose. I'm going to cut it open. Uh, and I decided to be halfway responsible and put corrections at the end of a podcast, if I have something to correct from a previous podcast. And so I was talking about the family tree of humanity, about how, you know, people left Africa and went to India, blah, blah, blah. And I was talking about the Laplanders, or the Sami, S-A-M-I. And I said they were like the most pale, most 
blonde-haired people ever. These are these are indigenous people who lived in Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia before Europeans even got there. And then the Europeans like came in and killed them and took their shit. But I think the reason why I think they're so pale and so blonde-haired is because I mean, today they're all they're they're mixed they're mixed with Swedish people. So like, you know, they're all half Swedish, half um Laplander. And so I was looking at like old black and white photos of like Laplanders before they ever met the white man. I mean, even though they're white. And their appearance is like a white version of an Eskimo. And they weren't blonde, they were more like redheads. And also brunettes. And I already said before, but anyways, those those are like the original Europeans. They, they were there before the Europeans. They were treated like the Native Americans, where the white people killed the Native Americans, the white people killed these people. Or who knows, maybe I'll do a correction on that. But if you want to look up what they look like, look up a Sammy woman. I don't, know, I don't care what the men look like. Who the, care, who the hell cares on that? Look up Sammy woman, S-A-M-I woman on a Google image search, and you can see. And then I guess... I kind of mentioned it before, but they have a very distinctive kind of outfits. You know, in fact, <laughs> I know I know the most famous place where the people dress like a Sammy person, and I think it was the um, Disney movie Frozen. The guy who had a reindeer f- friend, um, he dressed like a Sammy person or like a Laplander. Twitter handle at Anti Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.